Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Evening, Ash. How are you? Evening, Greg. Very well. Very excited to talk about what we're going to be talking Ooh. about tonight. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm super excited as well. This is um, an episode that we've been looking forward to for some time anyway. And based on the events of the last couple of weeks as well on yeah. social media and stuff we've talked about on our um, Facebook Live episode last week, uh, yeah. it should be super interesting. So we are joined tonight by Danny Moss. Hello, Danny. Hi, guys. Long time no see. Yeah, absolutely. So Danny, for those who've either not heard him on our podcast before or not heard of him which i find that very unlikely now in the paranormal community um so danny is tv presenter paranormal investigator and has been got his one of his latest projects because we'll come on to your latest one the paranormal investigator a little bit later but my haunted hotel people will probably over the last few weeks have seen you more doing that than anything else um but also you do the haunted hunts which has been on amazon prime i've watched all of those and we talked last time about some amazing footage you had captured yeah um up at pendle um and now we've got you back on again, and lo and behold, you've got some amazing evidence to talk about tonight, and just the amazing place that is my haunted hotel. So thanks for joining us again. I think we we spoke to you last year, probably. Um, what's been happening? Give us a quick <laughs> a quick update as to to you. Well, it's probably easier to say what's not been happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's been it's been a bit of a whirlwind since obviously I, I last spoke to you guys. Um, my haunted hotel has been up and running for just over a year now, and yeah, that pretty much consumes my life at the moment. It's uh, uh, I'm in a very lucky position as a paranormal investigator to actually have a full time job in the paranormal. Yes, um, and and I, I don't take it for granted one bit. It's fantastic to be able to be part of this, and a massive thank you to Harry Achilleos and uh, and Brett Jones, my two colleagues at the hotel, for bringing me on board. And uh, yeah, it's 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 been fantastic. It really has opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, and uh, also confirmed a lot of the stuff that I already thought as well about the building. Uh, as well as that, obviously, you've been dropping out the the new Haunted Hunts show, which has been. Uh, very, very long-winded because obviously it's, it's had a, an entire reboot for Amazon Prime. Uh, and yeah, of course, the, the new project I'm doing as well. I'm rather stupid, to be honest with you, because I just take on far too much than uh, I should be doing. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. And uh, always great to chat to you two guys. Uh, I always enjoy coming on with you two. Cool. So going back to, say, about a year ago, it was probably longer than that. How did you get involved with My Haunted Hotel? Because I think people that are going to listen to this will probably be people that watched our live last week where we talked about the footage um, and have seen just a ramp up of 
everything for my haunted hotel recently. So how did how did you get involved with those guys? Well, I've always been a, a massive admirer of the old King's Head, which is obviously the building that the hotel is. Um, I've known Harry for about seven or eight years now. I used to host public investigations at the hotel with the Haunted Hunts. So I've always been a massive admirer of the building. Um, we filmed there for the old Haunted Hunt show in Series 2 when we kind of did Chester for a, a whole big week-long investigation. And I captured some really interesting stuff there in Room 4, funnily enough. And, yeah, I, you know, it's one of those buildings that I've always known has had this incredible history to it but it's also had the activity to kind of back it up. I've seen things, Harry's shown me things, and, you know, I've always got on really well with Harry, and I know that this has been something he's wanted to do for the last 10 years, uh, and he's always asked me to come on board, and I've just always kind of been too busy for it. Um, but it, it kind of fell at the right time because – I'd just finished with the old Haunted Hunt show. I was in between filming stuff. Um, and as soon as him and Brett sat me down and kind of gave me their full idea of the project, I was like, this is going to this is going to go off because you're having 24-7 surveillance in a building. And when he showed me the camera setup and obviously what Brett had done with the rooms – um, and I started to see how advanced it really was with the control room and the fact he has thermal imaging cameras. But every kind of corner of this building was was covered. I just couldn't say no to it. And, yeah, it, it kind of all unfolded from there, really. Awesome. So for those that maybe haven't heard of My Haunted Hotel, uh, we have a lot of listeners in the USA. Mate. I'm not sure how popular the show is over there. Uh, can you just give us a brief synopsis of what, happens what goes on like with the guests coming in and all that sort of stuff yeah so my haunted hotel is now known as the world's most documented ongoing paranormal investigation and reality show it's 24 7 surveillance in a 401 year old building uh, at the heart of chester city which is uh, one of the uk's most historic cities uh, built on roman foundations the idea behind it was originally to bring in guests you know paying members of the public who could stay in the hotel have their entire night filmed and then they get a kind of like a highlight reel of anything that may have happened during their stay uh when i then came on board i kind of got my uh, production involved in it as well and we took it one step further and actually started to make a paranormal show out of this uh in a very reality style where it's you know, it's not just about the guests staying there. It's about what happens there all the time, you know, just from the random things of the things happening in the downstairs bar, which is rammed all the time, uh, to things that happen when nobody's in the building and also add a little bit of comedy value into it as well, which I don't think any other paranormal show really does. Uh, and just not hide away from the fact that every single thing needs to be documented, including what I call the, the dirty takes, which are um, the stuff that you wouldn't really see. So uh, kind of uh, private meetings that go on um, from the, the stupid things that go on, like some of the mad emails we receive to even people 
um, pissed up in the garage there, you know, that are wandering the city. It's it's just a very, very unique show, but it does exactly what it says on the tin. It is a 24-7 surveillance of what happens there. Yeah, it's, it is amazing to, like you say, the, the documentation of it all and the fact that you put it out, um, it seems like all the time. I'm seeing new episodes being released and I know you release them on a weekly basis. Plus you've got the subscription, um, for, um, the T the, my haunted hotel TV, the V VXH. VHX. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, and on there is some of the lockdown stuff, which we'll come on to in a bit. Cause that was, insane um but when you when you first joined the like the project and obviously you're aware of the history and you said you've done the hunts there before what's the level activity of when you started last year on a level like it is now because it appears now that something is happening all the time and it from what i've seen seems to be getting more and more sort of prominent and consistent so what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I get exactly where you're coming from. I'm not sure whether it's increased, but the, the thing we have, because it's always been an active building. Um, I remember doing a public investigation there in February last year, and we had some amazing things happen. But all you've got to go off really is just a story that you can put out on social media. What happens here is that, because we have the 24-7 surveillance that's linked up to provide Harry with the notifications, so both audio notifications and visual notifications as well, uh, plus we then review the footage also, is that a lot of stuff is being captured that you wouldn't really know is happening without the surveillance. So I think that's why it seems to be so active is because the stuff happening in other rooms that... If you're not there at the time or a guest isn't there at the time, you'd have no idea that it's happened. Um, and, and you know, you, you could get this in a, a normal haunted building, I suppose. You know, I've, I've covered some really cool places. But if you'd had 24-7 surveillance there, you'd probably catch a lot more than you actually thought. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, there are hugely long periods of time at the hotel where absolutely nothing is happening. There's hours and hours and hours. But what you're effectively seeing on a Sunday night on the YouTube is uh, I think it accumulates to 4,000 hours worth of footage when you total all the 24 cameras together and 24-7. It amounts to a huge amount of footage. So you're seeing a highlight reel of maybe seven, eight, nine interesting moments that have happened during that those seven days. Um so, yeah, I, I mean, look, it is, it's an incredibly active building and there's some things that go on there which I have never experienced at any other location and stuff that's regularly happening and has happened for 12 months straight now, um, such as this, you know, the, the, the sound of footsteps on the top corridor. Uh, we get the knocking on room five's door, which is another big one. But we're starting to see the patterns of what may 
be perceived as a residual type of um, recording, if you like, with, with some of this stuff. But then there is other stuff, and and it's continuing to throw surprises at us as well, where it's just we're learning certain things that may work and may not work. Um, I, I don't get me wrong, we, there are plenty of nights where there's guests there where absolutely nothing at all happens, and that's just that's the paranormal, isn't it? But, yeah, it, it's, it's an incredible. But going back to your point, is it more active now? I think maybe a shift since we introduced some of the items that have obviously been in my possession for five years, possibly, yes. It's interesting, like where you mentioned the amount of activity, and you see, like on the episodes where stuff happens just randomly in the middle of the day, like you say, where cameras activated or something's moved. Um, I think that's interesting because a lot of people obviously think stuff happens mainly at night or when there's people around, sort of asking for things to happen. But then there's loads of footage where it's just something's happened in this room where no one's there, like some doors are shut in or like the grey doll arms. Well, when the <laughs> doll moves, like kind of sits up a little bit. Uh, but I think what makes the show great for me is the relationship you have with the guys, with Brett and Harry. And like I say, it's, you have fun with each other whilst doing the serious sort of investigation, which is really good. It is fun to watch. I mean, I really enjoy just watching uh, the episodes, seeing the banter between you guys is uh, good as well. So has it been fun working with them as it comes across on the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it was all by accident as well. It was never... We never planned to have a comedy aspect involved, really, but it kind of just manifested, which is it's great. Yeah, you've got to enjoy, you know, the, the people that you work with, and um, we spend a hell of a lot of time together. You know, it's it's three, four, sometimes five times a week that we're having to sit for long hours in the control room. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's it's not all laughs. We we disagree on stuff. Um, you know, especially Brett and I, because we're both very creative people and we both have very strong ideas about what we should uh, be doing next. And some things we agree on and some things we don't, but that's kind of what makes it um, so successful in a way, because you have to have those professional disagreements. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is funny. There are moments where it's funny, but you know what it's like when you you when you're absolutely shattered and you're tired, and we get to a stage where we call it knobhead hour, where it's like kind of we just we just act like a, <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of knobheads, basically. Do you ever get to the point where, again, like you're so tired that you then start arguing about what you think or I mean, if you look at the lockdown episode, lockdown, the third one, um, where you're obviously, everybody was affected by what happened that night. Do you do you find that when you're tired as well, because obviously it's quite late nights, that you guys, apart from having like the knobhead hour, do you guys have quite a creative difference, shall we say, um, when you get tired and does... Do you think that the the hotel actually plays on that? Uh, well, yeah, to answer your question, we definitely have disagreements. Um, but, I mean, that's very, very yeah. normal, and that's, that's what yeah. should happen. I'd be concerned if that didn't happen, really. Um, but it, a lot of what goes on that, that kind of forces our uh, negativity, if you like, is the, the stuff we have to deal with, um, which is in the nicest way possible, it's just sheer stupidity um, from, from the paranormal community, if you like. Oh, um, 
just just some of just some of the, the ridiculous emails that we get or that Harry gets. He, he deals with all that kind of side, but like um, very weird and wonderful. But like just kind of stupid inquiries, which are just there to find online. It, it just doesn't need to. You don't need to then message three of us individually. It's just crazy. Um, I, I don't know whether the hotel plays on it as such. Uh, that I probably. I wouldn't be comfortable saying yes because there's no kind of evidence to support no. that at all. Um, it, it, it's a very, it's a very relaxed atmosphere in in that building. There's nothing really negative or evil there. Um, that's that's residual to the building or, or residential mm-hmm. to the building. Um, but there are occasions where, because we are there so often, you can kind of feel a change in the in the atmosphere. It's very difficult to describe and uh, very unscientific for me to say, really. But uh, you, you kind of have to be there. And guests do pick up on it as well. It's like, oh, yeah, it feels a bit weird tonight. And um, whether that be something to do with maybe a weather change, um, something like that, you just don't know, do you? This is what we're kind of making um, notes of all the time because you know, like you said, it, there is a very serious and, and um, investigative investigative aspect to it where you do have to make notes constantly of uh, the date, the time, the weather, um, things like that. So there are other buildings in the UK that claim to be the most haunted, and I know one of them I've been to a couple of times. Um, actually has cameras rolling and recording all the time but none of that footage is ever shown considering how haunted the ancient ram inn is supposed to be um there are cameras going there um 24 7 not to the extent that there are at the hotel but i would have thought with the with that particular location and its history um that there should be a lot more evidence that comes out of it based on what i've um i've read about we we've done an episode on the ramen as well and i've been, like i say i've been there a couple of times but nowhere seems to have the kind of um specialness of haunted hotel um i think it's a great name as well for the the location um how has the paranormal community, I know you said you get a load of weird emails and we get some weird shit as well, um, but how has the community as a whole reacted to the evidence, the the fact that you guys are getting a lot of publicity and in uh, a community that we've we've discussed as being toxic. I know I've mentioned to you before that it's a toxic place. It's a very weird community. Um, I don't even like the word community because I think communities where people get on and stuff like that. This this the paranormal community is fucked up. To be <laughs> fair, um, it is. There's a lot of strange people pushing weird narratives and footage and. Well, all sorts of stuff. But how have they reacted to to you and your project? I mean, I've spoken with you boys enough times now to know that you know I, I do say what I say. Um, yeah, very yeah. to the point. I don't hold back. Um, let me go to your first point. So, um, 
this is one thing that really grinds on me about the the location aspect. So, yes, you are absolutely right. So, the ancient ram in uh, places like Thirty East Drive, things like that. They're all don't start very, me on that place. Yeah, but you know, these are supposedly the most haunted places in the country, and um, you know, everyone goes on about them. They they. They sit right at the top of the hickey pot, most paranormal places in the U. And it's because of the media attention that, that's been covered around them. And that's fair enough. Absolutely. I've investigated the Ram in two, three times now. Um, I'm not saying it's not haunted at all. You know, I've I've picked up some really weird stuff there. Uh, I don't do 30s drive simply for the fact that the time I do go there will be to be doing one thing or one thing only. And that's to debunk the place. Um, so... It, it annoys me that the fact that these two places are getting all of this attention. Uh, you speak to guys in America or you speak to your average armchair paranormal fan in the UK. And those are the two names that will come up. Um, so why exactly? Why is the footage not being released from the locations? Why is there very, very little evidence? And, and when I say evidence, I don't mean things like orbs or what a medium says, or, you know, oh, I had a feeling in there, uh, or Carl Beatty getting dragged up the stairs by a rope. Um, yeah. You know, why, <laughs> why is there nothing substantial and um, that, that makes people like us sit up and go, oh, wow, wow, okay, that's really good. Uh, it's just not happening. Um, and like you said, the, the ancient ram has got cameras all the time. So isn't it now about time that people turn around and start really doing their homework and really start to wake up and go, all right, let's ignore the media hype and what we've been fed to believe. And let's start looking at other locations because there's other locations in the UK as well that are far more haunted, in my opinion, than 30 East Drive and the ancient round. Not just the hotel. You've got places like Salmsbury Hall in Lancashire. Um, even Mill Street Barracks in St. Helens is is more haunted than the ancient ram, in my opinion. Um, to move on to your second point, I, I am, as you know, I am not a fan of the paranormal community and I've heard abbreviations. Um, yeah. What I will say is the support that we've received over the last year from the community has been outstanding. Um, and we've kind of become a place that the community can come to so at the hotel you don't get told how to investigate you don't get told what to do people just rock up and do whatever they want to do in terms of investigation styles there's going to be stuff that i don't agree with that brett doesn't agree with that harry doesn't agree with and, and that's fine that you know we openly comment on that stuff and say but we're giving we're just giving an opinion we're not saying oh this is absolutely wrong you can't do this not at all. It's it's not about that. Um, but recently, yeah, we've had uh, we've had people who are heavily involved in the paranormal come and stay. So we've had Steve Higgins from Hickey Pop, who is one of the most skeptical guys I've ever known, and to get him on camera saying to me, "I've been on hundreds and hundreds of investigations over the year. This has entered the top five most interesting moments I've ever had." on his first visit, speaks volumes about the place. Um, yep. You know, we, we're getting a lot of interviews now. We're getting a lot of paranormal people, you know, coming in to investigate. And that is brilliant. That's what we want. Um, 
and to move the paranormal into a new era that we can hopefully provide this this you know modern approach and a more realistic approach and a more sort of scientific approach and the fact that this is documented all the time and it's ongoing it's it's one location under surveillance all the time it's what the paranormal needs because you do then start to realize how much you're missing like i go i've been to filming for 48 hours at other locations and i start to then realize after working at the hotel jesus what if i spent two three weeks four weeks here imagine what i could document then um it's it's something that needs to i think there was a netflix show i wasn't there um late last year about um investigators spending long periods of time in a location uh, and i really do think it works i think it's ed and lorraine warren that, that kind of came up with that whole theory um and, and you know it just it requires different things to be done in there and it also requires a very level-headed uh rational kind of approach to it and that's that's something that we're adamant on providing in the show i think yeah the other thing that stands out um for me for the the type of program like you say it's like a new era of the type of programming because like you say, 24-7 cameras, you're discussing things throughout the week. We don't have to wait till the end of the, the series for this big cliffhanger to say, oh, in season two, we're going to get this, um, which you didn't show in season one, even though it had been building up to. Um, so there's a like pro- programs like Ghost Adventures, which I absolutely hate, um, and Zach Baggins, total dick head in my opinion um so we've interviewed a guy called keith linder he had the bothell hell house in america where he claimed from the moment he rented the place that everything was happening ghost adventures went there and keith had said that they literally spent three or four hours there and then went off made the episode and basically said nothing happened and said it wasn't haunted or anything like that. And Keith was absolutely adamant that they were just, they just literally rocked up, done a few hours, and then left again. And like you say, that's all well and good. But if nothing happens during that two hours, three hours, four hours filming, you can't base an episode of a program on that. And I know. It's not always possible to have long, long periods there, but just a few hours is awful. Um, so for you guys to do what you're doing, I really do think um, it's definitely going to change the way that people view locations. And like you say, it's certainly changed my view on, well, 30 East Drive has never, I've been there and nothing happened. And I wasn't totally surprised. but. Um, but they've got the hype, but they can't back it up, like you said. My Haunted Hotel does back it up. And then you're showing stuff, like there was one the other day, and the, the cleaners were talking early in the morning, and you were like, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and they heard a noise, and then on another camera, you can see a door closing. And Brett was like, "That that's never happened. So the And you wouldn't have been able to sort of use that based on two people working there go oh we hear doors closed 
and and all that kind of thing. So to be able to capture it is something that no other TV program can do. Which is my hat off to you for that. Yeah, I I, I think that the biggest thing here is that it, it's real people having real experiences. So members of staff that are not involved in the paranormal. Um, you know, we have we have girls working on the bar that have never done a paranormal investigation in their life. Um, and things are happening to them so that, you know, this is real people having that experience. So um, recently, obviously, and you, you will get this in every aspect of the paranormal. For, for non-believers will call it fake. Um, every show in the world, every YouTube content, every TikTok video will have people calling it fake. That's absolutely fine with me because that is just the the, the field that we're involved with. Um but what makes our argument very, very strong is that this place is open to everybody. So it's not just Harry, Brett, and I sat in a, a hotel claiming all this stuff is real. Um, you're having staff members there. You're then having hundreds of members of public every single week. We've even got a sightings board in the downstairs bar, which has probably 1,500 people a week coming through that downstairs bar and they're writing on on it and it's all on camera. It, it's all there. So we can then go and check the time code back and see That's if awesome. happened. And, and, you know, pints have gone over. My my opinion on that is it's obviously just moisture on the table and moisture on the bottom of your pint glass. But then the other week we had a candle on a completely bone-dry table and, and there's no moisture on the candle, starts sliding across the table, which was absolutely amazing. Freaked um, that woman out. Like, yeah, <laughs> she absolutely. was just a lot. Yeah, and, um, you, you know, James, one of the, the, the bar staff down there, he starts hearing the gent's door, starts opening and closing by itself. We capture the sound of it. So this is it. it it's If it was faked in any way, we'd have been caught out within the first two weeks because – you can't have that, you know, we're sat here one year later and not a single person who's been to that hotel, whether it be for a drink, uh, a bite to eat or investigated it, has ever gone, oh, yeah, no, there's, there's dodgy stuff going on there, guys. Uh, every single person who's been there is fully invested in it and they go, this place is the real deal. So don't take it from my words. Don't take it from Harry. Don't take it from Brett. Don't even take it from the show. Take it from the hundreds, and literally there are hundreds of eyewitnesses who have been there. Um, from skeptics as well, you, we've had debunkers, YouTube debunkers, come there and actually go, "Oh yeah, I've turned up to try and debunk you guys, and I can't." That that just speaks for itself. I like how we sort of talk about sort of the new age of paranormal TV and doing things differently. It's obviously. What you're doing. I really like the episode of the lockdown where is it lockdown or behind closed doors with the when the mediums came, you had the four different mediums coming. Yeah, in. lockdown, yeah. Uh, and then obviously put them in different rooms. They instead of reading with Harry, um and trying obviously Harry <laughs> watching Harry's face the whole time. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that was great. Um I know you're you're quite skeptical of mediums. So doing that experiment did you think that was beneficial? What was your sort of takeaways from doing that experiment? I it was I absolutely loved every second of it because 
Yeah, I am very sceptical of mediums. Um, I'm not saying that all mediums are fake. That's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, I do believe there are some talented um, psychics out there. Um, unfortunately, my job, I have to deal with the after effects of what mediums can cause, uh, or certainly these self-proclaimed mediums, where I've recently just done it under the Haunted Hunts, where I, I walk into a location, a real call-out case, and the owner is absolutely convinced her house is haunted because of what a number of different mediums have, have told her. And I've had to watch footage of them going into a trance uh, and what can only be described as a Derek Akora moment, um, you know, where they get taken over and all. And this is this is this is highly dangerous. Really, is highly dangerous in my opinion because the narrative they're force feeding down people's necks. Um, not everybody is like the the three of us sat here, you know, with that kind of skeptical brain on us. Um, some people do believe everything that, that comes out of these people's mouths. Um, so for me, this wasn't designed to bring in mediums and bash them in any way. That That's not what was... I genuinely wanted something to happen that we could go, wow, this is incredible. Um, and, and I have to take my hat off to the, to the four that were involved. Um, they turned up. They weren't allowed to sit with each other. They weren't told anything at all that was going to happen. Um, it was just a case, you got a time, you're turning up, you're going to do some filming, and then you can go home. That was it. Um, and it was it, the, the experiment for me was just perfect because not only did we test them from an investigative investigation point of view um, by splitting them all up so they couldn't feed off what each other said, we didn't give them anything at all uh, to the point where a couple of them were trying to ask questions and I was behind the camera just going, shaking my head, like, no, I'm not going to give you anything at all here. There's no mercy. Um, and in the end, it did exactly what I thought it would do, which would open people's eyes into the fact that they're really not giving any kind of evidence here whatsoever. But then, you know, we then did it with Harry where he got his readings, which is very personal to him. And unfortunately last year he lost his dad. So he kind of wanted to do that anyway. Um, and there was some absolute shite coming out like, oh, your sister. He's not got a sister. Uh, and it was dangerous. Some of the stuff was dangerous. I'm not bashing these people. You know, the, the, I said to them, at the end of the day, guys, you will not like some of the stuff that comes out. I, I said, you've got to separate this from me being a person with you and, and having a personal chat. You know, we can go for a drink anytime you want on a personal level, but I have to separate that to what my actual job is. And you will not like what I do in terms of my job because part of my job is exposing these people to, to, to the public and, and saying, look, here we go. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of interesting moments. I think Adam picked up on something in, in Harry's reading that was quite cool. Um, Harry took a lot from that. But again, is it proof? Is it proof that psychics are real? Is it proof? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Um, so we got a hell of a lot of thanks for that episode. There were a lot of emails coming in from all over, from America, Australia, New Zealand, and especially here in the UK. And a lot of stuff on Facebook as well, where people were just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, and that's something that lockdown is providing here. We are going into it in, in great detail in the coming weeks. We're going to do an episode on Ouija boards. Uh, we're going to do one on EVPs, um, on, on you know, dowsing rods and, and tables. And, and just really start to open people's eyes. And this is something I've been fighting for now for, for the last couple of years is that we have to start moving the paranormal into a new era. We cannot continue to live in this most haunted Victorian seance style era that is absolutely doing nothing for anybody um and 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 people don't like that people don't like what i'm trying to do some people absolutely love it and and the people are on board with me but some people feel like i'm attacking their beliefs and that's just not what i'm doing it's we fight an ongoing battle with um non-believers as it is so how can we be taken seriously when we're still tipping a table or we've still got a dowsing rod in our hands or we're still sat there around a, a Ouija board pushing a glass around a table? It's not moving the paranormal forward. And it, it, people, some people won't agree with me on that. But thankfully now we are starting to see the paranormal um, fan base and, and community uh, and investigators in general moving on a little bit Um and by moving on, we don't mean phone apps. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> but, you know, just just try to be a bit more real with it and, and skeptical with it. There's nothing wrong with that. You can, see, I get it for some content creators on YouTube. They want to be entertaining. They want they want to be the next Zap Bagans or whatever you want to be. That's fine if you want to do that. But you're kidding yourself because we we have to, you, you know, we have to move it into a, a new level. We can't continue down this, this route. There's no reason you can't have an entertaining paranormal show that's not real. We're doing it right now at the hotel. Add a bit of comedy, add a bit of, you know, originality to it. Don't just mm. do the same old, oh my God, I'm in a dark room. You know, it's it's boring. It's getting really boring. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, so we've spoken about, um, in previous episodes of podcast and previous conversations about um, haunted dolls. We've spoken about uh, a particular celebrity haunted doll. I know you celebrity in inverted commas or whatever they are. Um, there's one that has been on this morning with flashing red lights and all sorts. But um, the, you have a, a haunted doll, which for want of a better phrase, freaked me out on the third lockdown episode. It's the first time I've seen you super angry like that. And I, I've seen you animated on investigations before on haunted hunts and stuff. But when you were in that room with the Grace doll and you're pacing up and down and then after a while you... I mean, Harry got agitated anyway, and he'd done his thing and, and walked out. Um, and the footage is quite weird. He, he's just has a freak out kind of moment and is gone. And you have a similar type of experience where your, your emotion heightens. And lo and behold, the Grace doll says your surname. And almost instantly, and it was it's phenomenal, you just shout at the doll going don't say my fucking name don't you fucking say my name and i was just like it's it's the one episode of any 
paranormal program that I've watched and I, I, I've got it on my phone. I streamed it up to the TV and I was literally just sat there for the whole episode with my jaw down going, we've got to go here. I messaged Ash, said we need to go. I messaged um, one of my other friends and said, have you seen it? I need to go. She watched it and she was like, I need to go. And then we've spoken to Michaela Ford, who I think you've spoken to before. She she comes on our paranormal roundtables and she she's like, I love the place. I love the place. But that Grace doll, have you seen an increase in the behavior of the doll since it's been in my haunted hotel? Or have you seen the vice versa, that the hotel has had a bit of a change since the doll's been there? Yeah, so uh, look, <laughs> there is a haunted doll craze. Uh, absolutely agree with you. Um, and it makes me embarrassed um, because some of the stuff I see, like that that one on this morning with the flashy lights, I know all about, oh my God, it's absolute tosh, isn't it? But it, what this, this angers me probably the most out of anything is that when you actually deal with something that provides genuine stuff uh, and, and constantly as well it's a massive spit in the face mm. uh, because this thing not a lot of people know this you know it's not something I, I really disclose publicly people know you know bits and bobs but this has had a huge impact on my personal life this thing for the last five years um it, it has caused me a lot of problems um it, it's put me in a really negative place I don't know what it is. I don't know, um, and I'm not even going to hazard a, a guess at what is going on with it. It's just something that happened to me and to my Haunted Hunts team and to members of the public as well, because you've got to remember here, there are about a handful of maybe seven or eight people that are coming to the hotel now. They came to Tatton all the time when it was housed there that have followed this journey because they were there the night that it all happened. So these are just people, you know, they're not they're not associated with me. I've known them for a long time, but we don't hang out on a personal level or anything like that. But they are just as invested as I am with this. Um, now, the problem we had when it was at Tatton Old Hall is that we could only work with it when we were there. Here, and this is one of the reasons I moved it, is because it's now under 24-7 surveillance. So we get to see things like when it moved. Um, now, that for me was a massive, massive moment because if you go there now, it's still in that position that it moved to. Um, it, it was huge. We get voices coming from it when there's no one in the room. We get guests leaving and then a voice comes out of it. And this isn't via a machine it's not via evp this is direct voice phenomena in the room and you can hear it come out of the box it is horrendous um we had to take apart the plinth that it, it sits on um to prove to obviously the skeptics out there that there's nothing underneath it of course i understand that i'd be asking the same thing um it's just literally on a plinth made out of an old wardrobe in the middle to put it in the middle of a room uh, surrounded by a salt circle we brought in people which you know i'm still a bit skeptical of but we brought in people who can deal with this kind of stuff to bless it to put in this protection ritual in the room has it had an effect? Not in my opinion, though. No. Um, you talking about you guys coming, 
you have to because you have to experience this thing in person to understand the magnitude of it. Uh, to have Steve Higgins in that room a couple of weeks ago and have him and his missus walk out going, oh, my God, uh, speaks again volumes about what it is. And there are guests that go in and just have these experiences and to be in there, in that room, when the room feels like it moves uh there is scratching sounds in the in the walls, in the in the floor, in the ceiling, uh, scratching sounds and banging sounds that appear like they're, they're in midair in front of you. Uh, it's just so, so weird. What happened on that lockdown night was very, very horrible. And we spent six weeks uh, having it under complete lockdown, as in we weren't going to speak about it. We were unsure if we wanted to put the episode out, even though, yeah, it was very compelling um, and everyone was was like you, you know, Greg, where it, they were literally, jaw was on the floor. Um, I don't know what happened to me, how much of that was psychological because of what was happening with Harry. Harry in room six is pretty much next to roommate, so I could hear him going off his head, and I, I've never seen Harry like that. And then he leaves the room, and I can hear him walk past roommate, and we made a strict agreement you're not allowed to leave your rooms. I couldn't anyway. I was locked in. Um, but them two still had keys. So when he left, I, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and obviously what happened with the speaker, we had this hertz frequency coming out and that had obviously knocked over. We had no idea why that had shut off either. So it was very, very weird. All I can describe it as um, was I started to get very uh, hyperventilated. I was breathing very heavy. And I, I was fully aware of everything that was going on in the, in the room, but it was like a time slip at the same time where a good 40 minutes went past in the space of about two minutes. And I, and then all of a sudden, yeah, um, I started getting dead, dead angry. And then it, it said Moss, which is obviously my surname. This is not the first time this has happened. Um, it, it used to say that in Tatton Old Hall. I think it happened twice at Tatton Old Hall. Um, but yeah, I just erupted in this fit of rage. And then I kind of, I come to out of it. And I think I, I walk to the door and I'm going, right, I want to go now. And, yeah. off. and then uh, and then the feeling started of the eyes, um, which definitely was not psychological because uh, off camera, you couldn't really see it in night vision. I wasn't too happy with how that came out. But in normal vision, like as you were looking at me, I was so bloodshot in my eyes. They were bright red. It felt like I'd been pepper sprayed. Um, and I, I went into a complete panic. I did, absolutely, because I thought I was going to go blind. Um they, they were war- they were streaming and uh, it just felt you know, if you get like Vic. You vapor up. You rub, if you were to rub it, you're right. It's exactly. Oh, you used to do that. Oh my god, I was in agony. Um, it was a night that was, it was horrific. It was really horrendous, and we were all kind of embarrassed about it going out because it shows a very weird side of what happened. Uh, bits that we weren't proud of, um, but we couldn't not release it. It's it's the part of the show. It's the reality of of something that can happen there. Um, so yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. I think that that particular episode, I'm glad you didn't lock that away as a we're not ever going to show that or speak about it because I think that actually showed um, a different 
like you said about pushing forward the the way the programming is done and, and the paranormal need to move forward i think that is definitely a shift because you would never get the likes of Zach Baggins or or whatever becoming that vulnerable if that's a if that's probably the right word actually because at one moment harry like in that room and he's just like he's taking off his jumper and he's sort of pacing up and down and he's like i've got to get out of here got to get out of here and you with the doll and like the mixture of emotions and and also brett when he's taking a photograph and he doesn't realize he's taking the photo photograph of the mist and then i was me and ash were discussing it just like brett just fucked off <laughs> just went you know what's really interesting about that I we were a bit gutted there was a scene that didn't it must have um kind of malfunctioned on the camera mm. it didn't record to the sd card properly we had a handheld camera just constantly rolling downstairs when we came back into the building and we spent a good couple of hours just going through footage because we were trying to debunk the noise that we got in the red room right at the very beginning when we were all in room six and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go through these full spectrum pictures, Brett. And as we got to this ward, I literally went, fuck. And um, I, I just couldn't believe it. And Brett came over. I have never seen him like it in my life. He melted. He completely just melted. Couldn't get, he couldn't speak. Um, because I think he was there in the room and he was the one that captured it. And it, it's like someone is smoking a cigarette hmm. in the room. That's exactly what it's like. But it happens in the bathroom door and then obviously the shower door in the bathroom. Oh, no, obviously we can't have cameras in the bathroom for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, but he, he gets it on camera, the full spectrum, the, the actual door is open. Yeah. And yeah. If, uh, we, Harry and I generally thought Brett had left the, the show, the project at that point um, because he just he disappeared without saying anything. We couldn't get hold of him. He didn't answer his phone. And then, obviously, a couple of days later, he was just like, boys, I'm sorry. Because um, Brett is a very, very big sceptic. Um, and, and I think that was the moment he truly realised, oh, shit, yeah, okay. It was, it was a great episode. Like Greg said, it, good job. I think it's a good job that you released it. It does show the realism. Like, you've got you being pissed off at Harry when he's not answering, when you're asking him where he's going, what's happening. And pissed off because Brett just literally just left, didn't say anything. And like that's not for entertainment purposes. That was just you guys pissed off with each other, with the situation. So and so and that's like like I say not for entertainment purposes. It is this is what happens. This is the video. Go and like sort of take it how you want. Which is what like what you guys do. You have the footage, you just say, ER, have a look at the footage. Sometimes you might say what you think it is, or sometimes you don't. But here's the footage. You guys have a look. Like with the footage from room six, what we me and Greg talked about in the live stream last week from last week or the week before. With the the, the white whatever it is going past the window in room six. It's like literally it just come out pretty much and you're like, here's here's the footage. We're gonna go do deep dive on it now, but just for just just for now, here's the footage. See what you guys make of it. I know you released that episode today. Mm. Literally a couple of hours ago, I've not a chance to watch yet. I watched it after this. Uh, so, looking forward to sort of seeing your guys. You got any maybe a bit of a teaser to what you guys discuss in in that episode? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's you kind of have to see it um, for yourselves to to understand the the how much work has gone into debunking that. So, 
what we decided is obviously Harry, Brett, and I go in and at first, like try to debunk it as a first attempt. But then we thought, what's more real than actually having uh, real paying guests there who we can include and, and go, right, guys, let's all debunk it together and, and, and do an experiment to try and debunk it together because then we can't be accused of uh, manipulating anything or... And that's the really good thing about the behind closed doors category is that it is literally uh, your dirty takes on everything. It, it's you get what you get there. It, it, what you see is what you get. Um, so yeah, we 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 had Brett because a lot of people on TikTok, oh fucking TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's a car light. It's a street light. We're not going to put something out there that's a car or street light and and let it be open for manipulation like that. So. There's no street out the back of, of room six. It's an empty courtyard that you need a key to get in through the garage door to then come up and it you te- it takes you through the kitchen, uh, then into the function room. So we had Brett go to the courtyard and go and stand on the roof terrace garage above and start shining a torchlight into the window and to try and replicate the footage. And that quickly proves that it's it's nothing like the original footage. We then had him jump down and jump up to try and shine the light because it's, it's a big drop. Uh, again, nothing like it. We then got a, um, which was probably the most rational thing we came up with, um, was it was likely a bin bag that floated down and then drifted past the window. So we put a bin bag in the window and in infrared, the bin bag is black. It's not white. Um, so we were like, oh my God, right, okay. What the hell is this thing? So we, we do all kinds of things to try and debunk it in front of guests as well. Uh, and, and obviously subscribers will get to see us putting the cameras out the window uh, to, to show what's there. Uh, there's actually bars on the window as well. So it's literally a case of we delve into every possible explanation to kind of prove whatever this thing is remains unexplained. We can't say, look, this is the ghost of Heidi in room six who fell out the window in 17, whatever. We can't say that. But what we can say is it's paranormal. It's not normal. It's not a normal thing to happen. Um, I've never seen anything like it. It was amazing. The movement of it is obscene. Um and, and it just, yeah, it, it remains a mystery. Yeah, it was, it was great. So we, we kind of, it was part of our um, live episode to just sort of discuss the footage. And then it ended up being this whole segment <laughs> of the episode where we spent about 40 minutes. And then um, one of the guys watching was like, where can I get the footage? Message him saying, where can I get the footage? And then he changed it all around and zoomed in for us and sent it straight back to Ash and we was just like oh my god and everybody was like super invested in that that bit of evidence um, which you don't get when there's a season of programs from say Ghost Adventures or Most Haunted or whatever like that they they will still they've got to pan it out so you might not see footage for a long time whereas you guys that that happened that week so we were we were fresh on on the clip, and everybody else around the world was, and it was just so fascinating. And we were just talking and talking, and we were slowing it down. We watched it loads, and we were just trying to figure out exactly what it was. And even people um, 
that that was skeptical it was still nobody could really establish what what it was it it looked like a robe a robed person or something going up some spiral staircase at the end and Joe, it, it's really cheesy. It actually looks like the ghost emoji on your mobile phone. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sweeping past. It's just a fantastic sort of sweep of a robe going past. It was just, yeah, it, it was. It was almost like I, I imagine people were going, "Oh, it's fake. It's just somebody out there." But we, we were just fascinated by it. Absolutely fascinated by it. Trying to come up with stuff. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that the thing with the hotel and, and what people are really starting to realise now, and this is a great thing because it, it saves me going over it again and again and again, is, is basically that if we can debunk something, um, we'll we'll still put it out there. We'll say, look, it, it's debunked. Um, so we'll we'll do the job for the viewer in, in a way. Hmm. And then obviously there's people who, who may have a better kind of theory than us, absolutely. You know, there's no experts in the paranormal, but... Um, we, we do a, we do a very thorough job ourselves of trying to debunk. So we're not going to put something out there and go, look, guys, this is possibly paranormal. If we think, oh, geez, well, there's, there's an easy way to debunk that. And it's something that we we brought up on the live when we were discussing it about the fact that because of all the hate that you've had from the paranormal community, just some dickheads. Um, that for want of a better phrase there's probably better words i could use but um i said the the last thing that danny and that lot would do on this project is put anything out there that was faked because everybody would love who attacked you in the past for whatever weird reason would love that and i said it won't happen i said if Danny says something, or even with Brett and Harry now, I'm like, that that's what's happened. Whether you debunk it, that's cool. But the fact that you're just saying this is what happened, I would completely trust exactly what you said. If you said to me, this is what happened, Greg, this is the footage, this is what it was, that's cool. Because I, I, I cannot see what any of you three would get out of faking anything because if it came out you're fucked basically absolutely I, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret as well um we were i probably shouldn't say this but i'm gonna say it anyway um we were recently asked to feature on unexplained caught on camera and we turned it down uh flat flat out turned it down um because i won't have it go out there and look like this business entertainment oh harry's business isn't doing well so he's going to make a haunted hotel harry's business has been one of the biggest businesses in chester that the pub has always been popular so there is nothing for the only reason we are doing this is because it's something we all truly believe can move the paranormal forward and i've not just slogged my arse off for the last five years um trying to change paranormal tv uh turning down different productions left right and center and only taking on the ones that i truly believe are, are going to actually further the field to then start doing stuff for for, for likes and everything and then um, you know I, i'm very fortunate that 
I, I am very, very uh, well supported in the paranormal in general and, and outside of the paranormal. Uh, unfortunately, yes, th- there is a minority and it's a very, very small percentage of people who just have this issue with me. But I think the issue is is that I, 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 I speak out and say what I I say what I feel and, and don't hold back basically. And, but that, that's just the way I've been brought up to deal with things. And, and that's the way I always will be. But I also don't think the community should be able to get away with these online bullies sat behind the keyboard, dishing out this bullshit and not have anyone stand up for themselves. It's just, it's unforgivable. Um, but yeah, it, look, the, the hotel is a place for people of any belief system to come to. And, yeah, you can ask anyone who's worked with me in person. I love working with skeptics because I was a skeptic before I went into this. Um, so for the chance to, to get Steve Higgins in there, you know, the chance to get you guys in there, you know, the three of us are Definitely. very on the same wavelength in the way we think is is great because I'm not going to feed you guys a narrative. I'm going to feed Steve Higgins a narrative and go, oh, Steve, you tell you what, this is definitely haunted, this place. Let them see for themselves. We'll get involved in experiments together. And that's what the hotel is about. It's about real people coming in and being able to take part in something very, very new and something that's based on not having a good time, but let's get evidence and and be part of this journey. Yeah, and I think... When you go so talk, when you talk about the hate, I think a lot of it, for my opinion, is jealousy. It's, yeah, of course, yeah. You like so this is your full time job, and how many people would love to have to do what you do as a, as a full time job? I mean, obviously, we we would love to to do that, and it's obviously just your hard work that has got that out. So you mentioned a couple of other shows. Then you started another brand new show, kind of on your own, the Paranormal Investigator. You want to just tell us about this one? Yeah, it's been something that's been in the pipeline for years, to be honest. I've just never had the chance to get around and, and do it. And uh, it's just a personal thing to me. It's a chance for me to go out and um, do do the investigations I really want to do and revisit some cases. I think in the first episode, I show the house where I had my first ever experience, uh, which kind of take, sparked off my journey. Uh, but also something that I'm very keen on doing uh, is featuring other people in the paranormal in it. So I've been in talks with loads and loads of different people um, about going to locations and it not, obviously not just being about me, but being about people who may have had their experiences at a location as well and kind of just make it a bit of a, a different show, um, but all based around the same kind of ethics that, that I stand by. Um and just have a bit of fun with it, really, as well. It's you know, it's it's not this massive, huge um, broadcast production. It's you know, it's it's well produced. There's a lot of decent production behind it, but it's a it's a personal thing for me, and it's a, a chance for me to feature people who who may want to do sort of a bit of paranormal filming, but also people that I respect in the community as well. And it, it's an ongoing thing that can just run and run and run. Uh, it's a, a pound an episode. It's dirt, dirt cheap. Um, and it's on a platform which I really enjoy working with at the minute, which is VHX. Uh, it's very easy viewing. You can get it on your TV, your laptop, your phone, stream it anywhere you want. Um, so, yeah, it, it's ongoing uh, progress. But, yeah, it's it's something that I, I really enjoy doing. Awesome. What about the haunted hunt? So that's had a bit of a reboot, like you mentioned. Um, do you want to give us a, an update on that? Because I think when we spoke 
last time I think we were going, we were between series. So what has the reboot been and what, what, where can people find it? Yeah, so obviously the, the, the reboot is a chance for us to go back to um, kind of our roots, which was call-out investigations, and also f- you know fly the flag again for this new change in paranormal. Um, obviously, we, we've got the original Haunted Hunts team members on it now, um, you know, which is I, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of the team I work with at the minute. They are the best people that you can work with. Um, but it, it's a chance to, to, to really try and move this forward now. So Amazon offered us a new a new contract with it. It's it's it took ages to film. I'm not going to lie, um, but it's because we really did take the time with these places. Uh, so four of the episodes. It's it's only a five episode series. It's quite a, a small series, but it, it's five very very intriguing investigations. Four of them are call outs. So. We've been called into properties, some are well-known, some are, some are people's houses, and we go in and it is exactly what I want to be doing. It's no bullshit, no entertainment, and it's actively showing people on camera what can be debunked. So this orb thing, which is, I have, for the love of God, I still don't understand how this is ongoing, but... We, we send Alice, crew member, in with a mobile phone and stick a light on her phone, record, and miraculously, all these orbs appear. And it's it's these things that are being captured. And, and real property owners are going, oh, I've seen an orb. I've captured orbs in my house. So it's haunted. But no, this is why. This is why you're capturing orbs. Can you tell me what you captured it on? On my phone. All right. Was your light on your phone? Yeah. Okay, well here you go. This is why uh, cat balls is another one. We, you know, we I've had my cat ball go off in my lounge. It's haunted. Clap on a cat ball. There you go. It's going off. Um, so it, it's an educational show as well, but it, it's opening people's eyes as to what is paranormal and what is not paranormal, and and the effect that certain shows and certain mediums have had on real life homeowners is you know this is having a dangerous effect on people because people genuinely believe their properties are haunted when they're not they're not really um and you know we do we do very thorough investigations it shows our um our hq as well which is i think in the last series a lot of people go where's hq where's hq we actually show hq on this which is um really really techie place where we actually deal with phone calls, emails, and we do our team briefings there and, and delve into the actual research. And it shows what goes into an investigation, the hard work we put in. And then it, it's just about helping people, really, like real help, real people, without the entertainment bollocks. Fantastic. Awesome. So where can people find you then, Danny? So, yeah, uh, obviously, My Haunted Hotel is uh, there's weekly Sunday night episodes um, every single Sunday apart from this week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you can get it Sunday night. There are three series available and a number of specials. Uh, We are still planning stuff for YouTube. I hate YouTube, to be honest with you, but we'll we'll still push it because it's just a little something back. Uh, And then, obviously, the subscription, which is where all the real big, 
solid investigations go. Uh, that is myhauntedhotel.vhx.tv. Uh, the Haunted Hunts uh, is about to drop on Amazon Prime Series 1. A lot of people are still confused. They're still seeing the old show on there and they're going, oh, I can't get it. That is no longer in production. It's been a complete revamp in the team and everything. So you can go and see the first series of the new show on Amazon Prime. It'll drop any day now. Uh, it's also on the Haunted Hunts Extra subscription as well, which is on Patreon. Uh, and then the paranormal investigator.vhx.tv is again same platform as the hotel, except you don't have to subscribe to that. It's just a one pound payment. You can watch the episodes on there. So yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's almost a full episode on where you where they can find you. <laughs> Love it. So you're you're probably now known as the most hardest working paranormal investigator in the world based on everything you're doing at the moment <laughs> well, it, it's it's a full-time job for me and yeah. um it's not glitz and glam what people may think it is um it, you you do have to put up with a lot of a lot of crap basically and you know it, I, some days i work are 15 hour long days so you know it, it is all about the hard work more than just sticking myself in front of a camera um <laughs> But yeah, it, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there in the paranormal that work extremely hard and um, they will know exactly where I'm coming from with this in, in terms of it's, you know, it's not just a hobby for me. It's, it's, it's a job. It's a lifestyle. It's something I'm very passionate about. And it's a journey that's going to continue. As I say, that, that passion comes through in everything that you're doing. And when we're talking to you, you can tell that it, it's, it's something that, not that you just have an interest in it's it's a consumption of of you and that comes across in the programs and your emotions on and reactions uh, and everything on the episode so yeah I, I appreciate all the hard work that you put in oh thanks guys really appreciate it yeah i can't get enough of it but yeah appreciate your time obviously baby's a guy and hopefully we shall see you soon at the hotel when we come and we'll come and stay but we'll, we'll have to do it we'll have to do a big podcast in the hotel yes definitely we will do that we will do that <laughs> cool well thank you danny um appreciate that and obviously we'll get you back on again as and when some more electrifying footage comes out so thank cool. you guys really appreciate it i'll see you soon Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.